0: Yes, we do.
1: Thank you, thank you. Good morning, everyone, and it's good to be here. It's good to be here, and uh, thank you, Jeremy, for sharing your God experience with us this morning. Pastor Jimmy, is good to see you. Uh, two of my favorites uh, in Hollywood. And um, if Jesus tarries, I will join you. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Uh, I know we have um, uh, some people in the crowd also. Uh, I don't know whether uh, PI is somewhere, Pastor Ayo is somewhere in the crowd. Uh, I want to just welcome everyone and all of our pastors in-house. Uh, thank you for the great work that you're doing here. Uh, God bless you. All right, uh, so I'm here. Uh, this is unplugged, right?
0: Unplugged, yes. Yeah, we have so. conversations.
1: Yes, so, so let's, let's do it. Uh, but before we start, let me just say this, that if you haven't gotten anything out of this month, one thing that you must get out of this month or get into the recess of your mind uh, that you can continue to go with um, let me give you an example um first corinthians 2 i think right about verse 12 or so uh which says that eyes have not seen nor ears heard nor has it entered into the heart of men the things that god has ordained or prepared for those that love him yeah uh, i'm blessed to be a father of two uh, lovely girls uh, my two teenagers uh yesterday Yes, yeah, Saturday morning. Yesterday, I came in from Shagamu. I went to preach uh, in, in Shagamu, and I came in very early in the morning. I preached on Friday night. So, first thing, 7 a.m., I left so that I can make devotion with them at home yesterday. And part of our devotion in the morning, I don't know how we got into it, but I, I was just trying to explain to them that y- you guys, you know something. I mean, my first daughter uh, just finished high school, and, and now we're uh, preparing A-levels, college, and all. And it's like your, the least of your concern is how you're going to pay your school fees because you have a committed father. And you have an estimation of me as being capable, right? So you are looking for school and looking for money. <laughs> but when it comes to thinking about the money, it's not a problem. You know when the bible says eyes have not seen not hear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that god has prepared for those who love him the word love there uh the key word around it is relationship yeah it's relationship uh, it's a connection uh, there's a connection with god and knowing him as my father jesus said when you pray pray after this manner the premise uh, that your prayer will we'll, we'll hit the bulls high is that it's prayed on the premise that you're praying to our father, our father who was in heaven, our father anything short of that you know anything short of knowing that that relationship exists it is vital and it is covenant based you know we say that God is a covenant keeper yeah. uh, so he doesn't do casual relationships mm. you know Young people like casual relationships. Uh, you know I, know, I know the guy. I just know him in church. Oh, I know that babe. We, we live on the same street. <laughs> oh, or we were in Corona together. You know, all those kind of things. Oh, I, I used to know that person in Atlantic or something like that, you my know. Chairman. Uh-huh. My chairman. <laughs> my guy. You my know, boss. Uh-huh. my boss. You know, we have all kinds of things we use to just... When we just want to describe uh, a relationship, you know, we just say it anyhow. But when... You take that relationship beyond the casual uh, of acquaintanceship, friendship, you take it a little higher where you can confidently call God your father. There's nothing as beautiful as that because it's a premise for answered prayer. It's a premise that the things that he has prepared for those who love him will not elude you. So your faith should be anchored on that. Whether it's healing, whether it's material provision, open doors, you know, access, you know, your next level, whatever it is, that must be at the back of your mind. That we have a father who loves us and he wants to take us, just like the song, he wants to take us to that place where uh, we will no longer be shaking. Or even when we feel, you know, ruffled a bit, we know that we have a stabilizer in our father. And uh, yeah, like you know, the scripture says, I know him in, in whom I have believed. When you have that knowing, then your faith is anchored, you know, on, 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 on the rock of our salvation, Jesus Christ. And you know, come hell and high waters, uh, you'll pull through. Praise God. Hallelujah.
2: Yeah. I, love, right. I love that. Please let's appreciate P.G. for that.
0: Okay, so we'll get into the questions um, PG, have you ever had a time in your life when you seem to be going on a high and... So, I I mean, I've known you for quite a while now, and I know you're a deep man of faith. I mean, the entire Elevation Church project is a faith project, which is why some of our centers are actually named pistis. And one of the things we had said in the course of the month was pistis is the Greek word for faith. So have you, at any time in your life, um, you, you seem to be going on a high, and just one chance encounter brings you crashing down? How did you stand up after these types of crushing encounters? Um, Have you had any? And this person is asking, or well, this question is speaking to um, faith-shaping events or faith-shaping seasons, and specifically referencing the period or the season of the pandemic where people lost a lot of things, people lost loved ones, people lost businesses, income sources, and all that. And it seems that That feeling, uh, you know, that ground zero has sort of persisted even till now.
3: Mm,
0: mm,
1: mm. Yeah, in the course of a series, we taught a message. I, you know, taught it on the online church and um, at Leckie Church on shaping events. And I remember using certain examples, my own examples of shaping events. I mean, that's the point where I I love to stand (laughs) when you talk about shaping events. I, I, I can go back to 22 years ago, 23 years ago, when a lady that I loved, you know, or I used to love, or I thought I loved, <laughs> I don't know the right one, you can't help me, you know. Um, so in, in college, in university, I was pastoring. And um, I pastored for maybe about four or five years in college. I studied engineering my first degree, so I was in college for five years. And I think in my fourth year or so, I got into this relationship. I used to preach in fellowship and tell people that people who opt for one relationship to the other, they are serious believers. Yeah, that if God has spoken to you, God has the power to pull it through. Yeah, I didn't know that I was setting myself up. Um, so I didn't know I was setting myself up so I got into this relationship with this beautiful young lady Um, our full relationship year was actually our final year we both studied five-year courses so uh, our final year was our full relationship year the year before I won an award in university as the most popular student (laughs) so so you can imagine when the most popular student got into a relationship it was everybody talking about it. Yeah, it's a popular relationship. Till tomorrow, eh? I still travel to some parts of the world where I meet people who were in the same university when I was there, and they still ask me for her. <laughs> this is after 18 years of marriage. Yeah, and I've married somebody else. People who knew us together, you know? So we finished school. We went into our service year. And it was in the course of the service year. I was serving in Warri Delta State, and I came to Lagos. And those were the days of landline calling, and she lived in Festac, so I was calling so that I wouldn't just go to Festac and not meet her. And I just realized that nobody in their house was picking my call. That was my first signal, that something must have gone wrong, where you used to be celebrated, where <laughs> nobody has time for you. <laughs> so I decided, and I went to Festac, uh, I got in there and, you know, you know, trying to catch up. At the end of the day, I got the shocker that she seemed to have moved on, and she wasn't re- interested in a relationship again. I, I, let me tell you, uh, 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 I mean, I'm not ashamed of my actions. I begged her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I begged, I did everything. I said we should try again, you know. Um, but what I did not know was actually that she... I think she was already in another relationship. <laughs> so, uh, I'm saying this for somebody who may have had a shaping event in the, air, in the emotional area of relationship. Yeah. I know that's the one that you respond to the most. If I was sharing that I lost money now, they won't be responding like this. <laughs> So, uh, um, I remember leaving the the, the house that day and felt like she she would change her mind. Yeah. You know I'm a man of faith, you know. (laughs) But there's a difference between faith, foolishness, and presumption. Yeah. (laughs) At that point, it was either foolishness or presumption. There was no faith in my action. Because... We said we'll give uh like two weeks for her to reconsider and i remember after two weeks she called and she made me realize that it was a finer thing. final thing it was final answer you know um, and you know it was a bit embarrassing when i went to church um, we, we weren't attending the same church but she had come with me to church a couple of times yeah I was, I was a minister in Desta then, uh, and she had come to church with me a few times. And what happened was that one of the ministers told someone that I saw Pastor Godman's girlfriend with a friend of mine. And the way they were walking around and doing things, it's, so somebody had enough courage to come and meet me. That they said, Why you weren't worried? They saw your girlfriend. <laughs> so I had to summon the courage to tell my pastor, to tell all the pastors that the dead has left me. Yeah. It it was my first emotional shaping experience. Yeah. You know there are all kinds of shaping experiences. But when you talk about emotional you know one thing about emotional shaping experiences we need to be careful with it because sometimes it can paralyze your faith so i had an experience not mine many years ago i think this must have been 1991 or so yeah about 30 years ago where i was in the church as a young man i was probably the youngest uh, in the church and got into the prayer ministry of that church I was a member and the head of the prayer ministry was dating someone and the relationship didn't work out the guy was so prominent in church had a lot of um, influence because he was head of prayer ministry we all respected him as a spiritual juggernaut that lady actually lost her mind I cannot forget that experience yeah so there are shaping experiences that the devil actually targeted at you to knock you out. I remember till tomorrow, my wife will still reference it, that after that lady walked out of my life, I just met my wife while I was dating her. Yeah. So I introduced them. My wife was just a friend in church. So my girlfriend was visiting church one day, and then I introduced her to... Meet my friend in church, you know, which is not my wife today. So, after she walked out of my life, I had friends in church. One day we just went out. I think uh, TFC had started then, just started. We we, we just went to TFC and were eating. And um, I felt like telling all the ladies around me about it. So, my wife was the first person I. that that I was out with after then. Not that we're dating or anything. Nothing like that. So I just told her straight. I said, oh, um, my girlfriend had worked out on me and blah, 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 and uh, I think it will be safe now for me to communicate to all of you girls around me that... So rather than saying that I am now available, what I said was that I am not interested in any relationship because I don't want anybody to break my heart and I don't want to break anybody's heart. So... Anything that, you know, around me will remain plain friendship and all that. Six months after that day, almost exactly six months, I started to have feelings for my wife. So I summoned the courage to go back again and change the script. She rejected that script for 18 months. I paid for that mistake. And I'm sharing this for, to help somebody here. When you're going through a shipping event, be careful how you speak because you may pay for it yeah you may pay for it sometimes you are you are lashing out at somebody that you are not supposed to lash out at you are reacting to people that can help you yeah you you know like they say even if you own a dog when a dog is hurting even the owner must be careful because that same dog that you've been feeding can bite you when the dog is in pain so as a person of faith when you are in pain because of a shaping event, you trusted God uh, for a job and you lost the job or you didn't get the job. Somebody walked out of your life. Um, uh, you know, you thought God will heal you. Like my wife was sharing, I was in the second service. She preached the second service at, uh, at the Business Conference Center. And she was talking about, as a young lady, she woke up one day and she felt a sharp pain in her tummy. And a pastor then had taught her faith and confession, and she confessed till evening of that day, and the pain was still there until they had to take her to the hospital. And they said she had, you know, uh, 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 appendicitis, and she had to go to appendectomy, which is the, the, the uh, you know, that uh, um, remover. And she said she was on that hospital bed, and she was asking God, "But I confessed the word. I did. I prayed. I did. Why?" It's at that point that you need to know that you don't know enough as you ought to know. Humility must set in when you are going through your shaping events. If not, you will misbehave and you you will still pay for it. Because when I just opened my mouth and blabbed to my wife, I paid for it with 18 months of waiting. Yeah. Because what I said and what I eventually did communicated to her that I was a confused person. And what she was hearing is beware of his confusion just give him time give him time thank God I waited if not we won't be married today yeah let me stop there well thank you
0: so much for that PG
1: by the way there are many other shipping events I was robbed once and when the arm robbers left I was left with my singlet and boxers yeah it was in the house they actually packed everything i felt like a new baby you know like when you came into this world with nothing <laughs> you know <laughs> you know when when they say we came into this world with nothing that was how i felt i didn't have any clothes i'm serious yeah no clothes nothing by the time they finished yeah this was uh, i think year 2000 or 2001 yeah this was about 20 years ago yeah Robert's. came, I was living with my brother, and him and his wife that had gone to redemption camp it was a Friday night. I was the only one at home. Yeah. And they dealt with the entire, as in, you know, it's kind of robbery where they asked for food, I gave them chicken, coke, <laughs> yeah, <I> was, <laughs> and they packed everything that they could pack. And don't forget, this was me, a pastor in university, uh started pastoring in Lagos, and then I didn't even know how to call my colleagues in Desta to tell them that I didn't have clothes to wear to church on Sunday, <laughs> on a Saturday, that everything was gone. My friend had to send clothes to me in the evening of that Saturday. So when the Bible says, count it all joy, brethren, when you fall into diverse trials and temptations, because He said the trial of your faith works patience. He said let's patient as a perfect work in you that you may be perfect and entire lacking nothing A faith that has not been tested is not real faith thank you so much
0: pg i i honestly just think you've answered all the questions on here at this rate um but i mean let's 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 still proceed um Okay, so this question says, Jesus' disciples were young Christians of some sorts, and we saw them doing amazing miracles in their time. Jesus even said he saw Satan fall like lightning. But right now, it seems like miracles, signs, and wonders are only done by big pastors with fancy titles. And even the miracles we see, sometimes, they seem less than genuine. So bottom line, this person is asking for, where's the burning bush? Where's the ass that spoke to Balaam? You know where's the red sea experience where's the dead rising of? why can't i as a young person you know, do these things we don't see young christians doing these kinds of amazing miracles anymore i wish that we did more of these types of signs and wonders in church what is the reason for this
1: i think the reason for um i slightly disagree with the person Absolutely. first and foremost a lot of miracles are still happening in the church outside of the church and in the life of people who challenge God by faith in different situations of life. Because the question I'll throw back to the person who wrote this question is, when was the last time you lay hands on the sick? Mm. By faith. Trusting the healer to show up because it's not about you. Because you never know what God will do until you put yourself in certain situations where he has to show up on your behalf. I mean, uh, uh, um, before I left uh, the church, they played a testimony of a guy who was giving a testimony. I don't know whether I was doing accelerate or a normal service. They said, we're praying for the sick. And I said, uh, uh, deafness in a hair. Uh, and I said, put your finger there. And he said, he started hearing perfectly. And since then, he has waited. The hearing... He's still hearing perfectly, so he's just hearing the testimony today. So, healings are happening. And in the course of the week, I got uh, 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 a testimony of a lady who said, two weeks after the Accelerate Conference, she really released her faith during the Accelerate Conference. Two weeks after, she got pregnant. She has been waiting on God for 13 years. Yeah, and she's still pregnant as I speak. Yeah. So, I can go on and on about testimonies of healing, of restoration, of all kinds of things that God is still doing. The only thing is that when you read through Hebrews 11, the Hall of Fame for Faith, you will see different categories of people in that catalog of faith people. Most of them were not preachers. Yeah, starting with Abraham or Joseph or, you know, or Moses or Noah. These weren't preachers we are the ones that confuse things because of what we refuse to do so dme came to share his his uh, god experience he's not a preacher but you heard him talking about him hearing god and taking instruction My, um, uh, yeah pastor Bussola references i wasn't here but yeah you don't have to be a preacher to hear from god You don't have to be a preacher to lay hands on the sick. You don't have to be a preacher to trust God for your healing and have a testimony. You don't have to be a preacher to be an agent of restoration in somebody's life. Let me tell you where these things are coming from. It is the over... How do I put it now? Over-exaltation of the certain ministry offices. Yeah. And when believers... Are hung up on the manner mindset mm. when they're supposed to be looking for how to get into the promised land. Mm. You know that there, <laughs> there, there are what I call the wilderness miracles, and there are promised land miracles. They don't look the same. Yeah.
3: Yes, sir.
1: In most part of our world today, especially here in Africa, and even here in Nigeria, most believers are you know hung up on wilderness miracles. What are wilderness miracles? Yeah, manna, water out of the rock, uh, healing. You understand? Uh, uh, Protection, uh, all that. Those are wilderness miracles. Promised land miracles. The moment they crossed Gilgal, Jordan, you know, and uh, stepped in there, manna ceased. It was a land flowing with milk and honey, but you had to cultivate it. So the kind of miracles, real miracles, I was taking a prayer walk last night around midnight, and the Holy Spirit said, look up. And I looked up, and I saw something that looked like uh, an aircraft, but I think it was a star, hanging there, you know. And he said, last week or so, I mean, uh, Bezos went to space. So, So what kind of faith does he require to believe, just like the Wright brothers, Oville and Wilbur believe that man can fly because you, you guys, you don't know jumping on the plane to go to London or Los Angeles or anywhere in the world, and you're going to be suspended in the sky for hours upon hours. It's it's a it's a it's a breakthrough. It's a lot of faith. It's a lot of you know. Those those are promised land miracles, innovation and creativity, solution. You understand? You know, it's one level to lay hands on the sick and they recover. It's another level to create a solution that will not make you sick again. Or that can heal millions of people at the same time. Yeah. So, when we get hung up on wilderness miracles and we think that's the only sign of divine presence, no. It's much more than that. And you see, it looks to me like the, the promised land miracles are actually the main inheritance of the yes. children of God. Absolutely. That one is beyond the pulpit. Yeah. It is what you manifest outside of the church as you till your ground, as you stay in the area of your own calling. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. As much as I love to be able to pray for somebody with cancer and cancer will dry up, I prefer Something that will either eradicate or heal cancer in millions, and we're still researching for it. When you get that, can I tell you the truth? You're more powerful than the person who lays hands on the sick and they recover. Yeah, that's the truth. And pastors are not going to do that, we will just pray. But <laughs> so, the real miracles are out there, and it's for, it's for you, it's for you, it's for you, it's for all of us. So, we start with the wilderness miracles then will move to the promised land miracles. And that one is not an exclusive preserve of any priest, any pastor, any prophet. It's for all of us. And that's what God is waiting for. That was how Joseph lived. Let me say that and I take my seat. Joseph was not a pastor. But the greatest kingdom of the day was Egypt. All right? Joseph was called to come to Pharaoh. Pharaoh had a dream. He could not resolve it. Joseph, with the power of God, he said, I'm going to do this by the spirit. Yeah. God is God of revelation. And he interpreted the dream. And gave solution. And then Egypt became the center of the center of everything. Now, think about this. We call God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the next person we should have is Joseph. But in those days, Jacob was stranded. Despite the covenant. And all his elevens, the entire family, they were stranded. They were actually going to die of hunger. The person that had a solution was in Egypt. Yeah. This is the point I'm trying to make. Whatever happened to us that makes us feel like we cannot be sought after, or we cannot walk by faith to the point that we bring every solutions, is reducing the efficacy of our faith. Yeah, Joseph was in Egypt, but he was still the only person that could solve the problem. If Joseph were to be at home, perhaps. uh, Joseph would have been able to tell them because what they did in Egypt they could have done in Canaan. Seven years of plenty, they squandered it in Canaan because there was nobody there to give them the strategy on how to prepare for the seven years of of famine. So seven years of famine came and it was going to wipe out Canaan. And they had to go to Egypt. So everybody now relocated to Egypt.
0: Where God's people
1: were, actually. Canaan was where. Yeah, Canaan was where was God. God was supposed to be. There was a be. lot of light where, there. Yes. Just like some people are relocating from Nigeria. Now God is in Nigeria. Yes, but you are going somewhere else because the solution seems to be somewhere else. Which is why I know that uh, people should go for survival, but they will still come back. Because Israel spent 400 years in Egypt, but they still went back. Yeah, yeah, they still went back. So uh, um, God is waiting for you, he's waiting for you, he's waiting for you, he's waiting for everybody to align ourselves in the areas of our calling. It has nothing to do with the priestly office. We are kings and priests in the New Testament. All of us. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Fantastic. So just move on to the next question Uh, this question says I've been a Christian for a while and I'm trying to teach my new friends how to love and serve God but some conversations have been coming up recently and I realize that there are a lot of things we do out of routine not as a deliberate act of faith like for instance why do we need to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to pray or read my Bible in the morning before I do anything else. Uh, if prayer is a conversation with God, why can't I do it all through the day? Why are these routines our parents and our pastors imposed on us so important? So I think the general thought is um, there are a lot of things that we do just out of routine, and it loses that lifestyle of faith um, essence inside of it. And so I guess there are, she, this person is asking, how do I keep that faith alive in every single thing I do where I'm not doing things out of routine anymore?
1: Um, can I say the truth? The truth is that there's power in routines until it becomes an idol yeah the routine starts to leave i mean starts to lose its power when you feel when you are no longer flexible Hmm. Uh, there's a message translation of a particular verse that talks about the rhythm of of
4: grace
1: the unforced rhythm of grace You know, so there's a point I get to where I still need to be uh, flexible enough to the seasons of my life, to the priorities of my life, where old routines may be standing in the way, and they may have served their purpose at some point. Mm. I need to create new ones. As human beings, we're creatures of habit. Anything that you want to get result with, you need to turn them to habit, so that you 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 are not going against the grain often can i can i explain what i mean this is what i mean um eating is very important to your daily life if you refuse to eat you're going to lose energy you're going to start to you, you understand what i'm saying you won't be able to function except when you're fasting and it's just for a period now most of us have our routines or habits when it comes to eating. When you sit with nutritionists, they will tell you not to eat capriciously. They will tell you to follow certain routines in your eating habit and eat certain things. Now, it pays you to turn that advice to your habit so that you don't have to premeditate it again. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. It's something that you just do by default. Anything that will move your life forward It is in your best interest to turn them to your habit. Then you don't struggle again. So, that was where we started from in Christianity by saying that certain spiritual disciplines must become habitual or routinous. So, the spiritual discipline of prayer, of studying the word, you know, those things must become habitual for a believer that wants to grow. Uh, as newborn babes first peter 2 and 2 says uh, desire the sincere milk of the world that you may grow so the same way i set up a routine to feed my body i need to set up a routine to feed my spirit but when it's looking like it's now a religious exercise i then need to talk to myself if the morning time doesn't work for me because i'm not a morning person uh, maybe you're the kind of person that if you don't, if you have your way, you will not wake up until 9 a.m. You understand? Mm. And it does not mean that you are lazy. It's just the way you are wired because they're two different things. It's just that some people take advantage of this is how I'm wired until <laughs> <laughs> they mess up their lives. You understand what I'm saying? Because in life, sometimes, not, notwithstanding how you are wired, a sense of discipline wants to, you to change something. So, except that routine is working against all those things, build the routine. Tell yourself this is not a religious exercise. When I wake up at 5 a.m. to pray, I'm actually praying to a real God or real Father because I want real grace, real impact, real mercy, and real favor. Yes, sir. Yeah. And if 5 a.m. doesn't work for you, change it to 7. If money doesn't work for you, pray at 10 p.m for 30 minutes before you go to bed so that you wake up in the morning and you hit the, the road. So there are no Adam fast route to this. This is not religion. These are routines and spiritual disciplines that must be part of your life. Determine when it's going to happen and follow through with it, but keep a rhythm. Life becomes easier when there's a rhythm of grace yes. that I follow from time to time. Yes, yeah.
3: Thank you very much, Peter.
0: Let's take the, we'll take two more questions now because I would like for PG to pray with us before he leaves so let's take the question on denial and then I'll take the last question right. delay
4: sorry Delay. so this person says um, delay is a part of the building process when you're walking in faith and we know that but seeing people have to wait for years heh, for God's promise to come true in their lives and, and then the person says Nigeria um, you know it's hard to understand so how do we deal with unanswered prayers Or delays that just seem to go on forever when you think about certain
1: topical issues in your life please i beg of you to always consider biblical characters and if you really want to live out your christian life then do a character study of the scriptures around that particular subject matter so when you're talking about delay the first person that should come to your mind is abraham yeah abraham and we call him the father of faith and what qualified him for being called the father of faith was actually the delayed experience of having to wait for god until he got isaac and i remember yes i mean last sunday i was i was teaching about why faith fails and one of the things we're talking about was uh plan b and alternatives and options Mm. and how abraham got into that. And even for the mercy of God he he would have uh, messed up what God had in mind let me tell you something whenever there are there are there are two ways primarily speaking that delay comes one it can be let me not say two more than two but I'll mention it quickly one it can be an attack from the devil yeah to just frustrate you. So you need to know and speak against that. There is another way, which is that God allowed it to build your faith. And when we say to build your faith, is to uh, strengthen your power of resolve to trust him. Yeah. and lastly sometimes it's just that God is waiting for you to grow up yeah. Galatians 4 and verse 1 it says an heir does not differ from a servant I mean though is the heir of all things but it says until I mean it, it, the time appointed of the father that's I mean and what that is talking about simply put is this so When that scripture was written, it was talking about the culture of the Jews, which is when somebody is living an inheritance for his words and going, you'll say maybe at 18 or 21 or 30, I expect, you know, in the Jewish culture, they do something they call the Bar Uh, where which is the positioning of a son, where uh, somebody is now recognized as a full heir to this estate and there's a celebration of the bar mitzvah which was like what happened at the river jordan that was crisis jesus christ's bar mitzvah when uh, um, uh, john the baptist baptized him at jordan and when he came out the bible says there was a voice from heaven which says this is my beloved son hear him when bar is done amongst the jews what the, the the owner of the estate the father is saying is look this is my son or my daughter and uh, now i'm approving and presenting my son He can now sign my check on my behalf it can transact business on my behalf and everything that i hold he owns it do, do you get what i'm saying that was why God had to do that for Jesus as his father to say, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him, transact business with him, sign contracts with him. When there's a gap, notwithstanding your age, between your level of emotional maturity, you know, social maturity, spiritual maturity, and all the works, sometimes God will allow certain things to be held up for you to grow. So don't waste your waiting period. It's for growth. It's for divine alignment. It's for understanding and all those things. But like I said, when you read the story of Daniel, uh, in the book of Daniel, for instance, you know, Daniel prayed. Uh, I think it's Daniel 10 and 13 or so, where he talked about uh, the prince of Pasha with to the angel that was bringing the answer yeah and 21 days there was a delay it was a short delay but you know when you are expecting visa to go and resume school 21 days is not short <laughs> because it may mean that you may not be able to start this year yes sir i don't, I don't know if you understand what i'm saying when they have given you august 15. As assumption date, and they say you have a moratorium of one week, and if you cannot resume within that one week, we can't take you again. And you have to really release your faith for the American or British Embassy to really release this visa. Then 21 days uh, will kill that, that that or whoever is, you know. That's what I'm talking about. That's a time where you have to, you know, bombard the heavens. Yeah. And keep going to say, look, we have to break this delay. There's another time that the delay is not of that shade. It's the one that God is working patience in you and causing you and perfect word, and causing you to trust him deeply and to seek him more and to understand the things that you need to understand and to grow and for your faith to be tried like it has been put in a furnace. And the Bible says uh, it compares it with gold. And he said, for you to get pure gold, it has to go through the furnace for purification. So those are the different shapes of delay. And my prayer today is that God will give you understanding so that when you experience any kind of delay, you know whether this one, an enemy has done this and let us break the hand of the enemy or this one is just God saying, walk with me. And don't come into funny alternatives like Abraham did. Because God will still reject Ishmael and says, Isaac is the one I'm going to bless. And if you've gone on the route of Ishmael, I will still take you back to Isaac. Yeah. So somebody today, the question you should ask yourself is, do I want Ishmael boyfriend or Isaac boyfriend? Yeah. Do I want Ishmael relationship or Isaac relationship? Because you get to some point, the devil wants to frustrate you and let you feel like which one is Ishmael and Isaac? Uh, boyfriend is boyfriend or girlfriend is girlfriend? Let me just give, get one. I mean, all, all my guys have gone. You know, it's only me. You know, and mm, 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 mm. in this day and age, we still have Ishmael relationship and Isaac relationship. One that is. Done out of faith mm. with a lot of compromise. Yeah, a lot of compromise embedded in it. Mm. Because the process is important. The process of getting Ishmael, mm. Abraham had to take a maid that he was not married to. Yeah. Though his wife agreed to it, but it did not mean that they were married. Mm. You know. <laughs> and uh, all, all those and God never said, I can't do what I promised you. Let's go through this around. No. It was a suggestion of a human being.
3: Hmm. Not the word yeah. The promise.
1: Not the pro- it was coming from a heart that just wants something now, nah, now, nah, now, nah, now. Nah, because nah. Sarah said, look, we can't continue to wait. Seeing that, and then Sarah also blamed God. Seeing that God has shot my womb. God, did not, God didn't say I've shot your womb. No. When we get disgruntled with God, the devil presents alternatives. Be careful that you don't get disgruntled with God, because what the fruit that will come out of it uh, may be very painful. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much. Please let's put our hands together and appreciate PG. And I'll just take the very last question. Okay, and it's interesting that you wrap up on a relationship notes, Isaac and Ishmael, because this, re- this question is completely out. Of- it's not... Uh, it's not a faith related related question, but it's important. It says, "My mom thinks I'm too picky when it comes to guys. I think she wasn't picky enough, but that's a conversation for another day. Is it okay? I mean, this person that, came. That's that, that's a shade on on our dad. As in <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this person came came for blood. <laughs> Is it okay to not want to marry because the Christian guys you see around seem not to be okay? I'm talking uncultured ill-mannered, and a new crop who seem to ultimately want to live off a woman's money, a new law of irresponsibility. And you just want to save your unborn children from the pain of an irresponsible father at the detriment of an unhappy mom and a somewhat disappointed God. Who may want to use your marriage as a platform for his glory? <laughs> In summary, is it okay to not want to marry? <laughs>
1: Well, first and foremost, let me say that um, the person that wrote this question, uh, first of all, want to say that you're a good writer. Yeah. Let, let's give it to her. Yeah. She, she knows how to construct stuff. Yeah. You have a gift, so maybe you should explore that gift in a more constructive way. <laughs> but that's a good gift because of the way the question was constructed and the different touch points. Yeah. It's almost like a skit. <laughs> uh, writing for his kids <laughs> uh, so but this is what I want to say you know in life what the scripture says uh, uh, Proverbs uh, is 4 and 23 where it says guard your heart with all diligence says, for out of it flows the issues of life one translation says guard your heart very well because it affects everything you do Reading this question, the first thing that comes to my mind, whether this person is speaking for herself or speaking for a constituency, the first thing that comes to my mind is that um, that heart sounded like a heart that is already frustrated with the word of God and God. And a heart like that will be open to a lot of suggestions, in the way i mean in the name of being open yeah. mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying in the in the, in the way of being, just being open you know these days uh the first footing i mean when we're trying to get our footing in christ and in our faith the first uh way we get open to attack is when in the bid to be open we are too open yes. young people today want to be open to many things so I'm a Christian, but I'm open to this, I'm open to that, I want to try out that, you know, I want to explore the faith a bit more, I don't want to be like my parents, they're too traditional in their approach uh, to, to Christianity, and they're too rigid, I just want to be able to explore here and there, here and there, but you know the truth? Um, if you know, you know. For a child, exploration can be, can be fatal. Yeah, we all see on social media how you see a child that is a black child, but is all white from head to toe because of powder. (laughs) You've seen those ones before because they're exploring the house and they just carry something and just pour it on themselves. If a parent will not show up early, that child can have a fatal experience. Yeah, Yeah. we've had children who pour acid on themselves, not knowing it's acid. Some people have drunk things you know that they should not drink so when you start to become open without giving yourself the boundary of scriptural principles in your openness so when we talk about the area of relationship and marriage please understand you should be open-minded but open within the circumference of the confines of the word of god yeah and how do i mean i know that there are guys today who want to literally prey on women and, you know, I mean, to get stuff from them and all that. Uh, the guys who are not responsible, that, you know, all that thing that you have written. But there are still so many guys that are responsible. Absolutely. Yeah. I personally mentor men. I'm starting a mentoring fellowship, uh, like a three to six month thing for guys under 40. I think it would be announced sometimes this month. And I'm just spreading my net wide. Can I help you prepare for your 40s? That's what I'm doing with some guys, maybe 35 and above, some already married or one or two that may not be married. Can I just help you prepare for your 40s? Because I'm in my late 40s now, and I've seen that there's a way to prepare for your 40s because the 40s are very critical to the success of your family. And I'm outlining a few things, you know, in that regard. So guys need help. Most guys are not prepared for leadership. And sometimes it's not even their fault. Maybe it's the fault of the parents. So please approach the issue of irresponsibility in guys with a bit of compassion and empathy. Sometimes... Ladies help guys to mature. And I believe it's a responsibility that we, or commitment that we should all make as a church. And not to write a narrative about the Christian brothers that will not be progressive. Because it's not in our best interest as the church to, you know, to just, (laughs) how do I put it? So use one brush to paint all the brothers. And not feel like there's something we can do to help. You know the brothers can do the same? Because somebody can write the same kind of question and we flip it. And we say all the ladies in church are irresponsible. They are not doing this, they are not doing that. They are all gold diggers. you know. They are big girls of a, uh, small girls of a big God, you know, and all those kind of things. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can say all that. It's not going to lead us anywhere. That's what I'm saying. But having said that, when it comes to being choosy, the 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 word is not choosing the word is knowing what you want and knowing it as a matter of god's will for your life not a matter of ambition yeah there's a difference between ambition and a god-given vision if you meet joseph in heaven Joseph every dream i ask him it will tell you i didn't force myself to dream god put a dream in my heart and it's a dream of greatness I saw my sheep standing and those of my brothers lying down. I saw, you know, all that, and I just couldn't get it off my mind. And it tells me that there's something great about me. And sometimes you get yourself in that kind of situation. You owe nobody, no apology. All you need is to nurture your dreams, know what you want, wait for it. And you'll see the manifestation of it. So it may be in a relational arena that I have a dream of greatness or great home. Or great guy to be married to or you know a great lady to marry and we're going to do life together and breed greatness one thing that you must have at the back of your mind is this greatness will not always look like it at the beginning so when it's a dream from god you will not be driven by ambition you will not feel like except somebody looks great right now i can't go with this person Because there are indices for greatness that are not physical. Yeah. That are not physical. And that you need to train yourself to align with. So when I see somebody who has capacity to trust God, when I see somebody whose word is his bond, when I see somebody with empathy and compassion, when I see somebody who knows how to cultivate great relationships, and live a life of contribution. Those things may not earn any money right now. But I can say, these are indices for greatness. As uh, the Bible says, uh, as, as long as the heart remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. If somebody lives like that, there's no way the person will not be great. Because, you know, I told you the story earlier. When I started dating my wife, I didn't have anything. Yeah, I didn't look like it. You know, I told you I was robbed. (laughs) I wasn't dating her then. It was after then, so I was like an infant in terms of uh, acquisition, (laughs) because all that I had went with that robbery. (laughs) You know, so I'm just saying that for you to understand. Even when you meet people, you don't know where they're coming from. Somebody may have suffered a setback. If you read them based on just where they are right now, we may be missing out on something. So we need to be careful. We need to keep an open mind, but at the same time, not to the point where this openness has taken us far from the confines of God's word and the principles that we must be open to. And we also need to be careful about narratives. So whenever you hear something that has become a popular narrative, whether on social media or anything, please make up your mind. I'm going to hold my own truth based on the word of God. Yeah, I'm going to hold my truth based on the word of God because there's a difference between the facts and the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by me. The facts are the realities on ground. The truth is a person and it's encapsulated in this word. And the Bible says that word can become flesh or from intangible to tangible when I believe the truth. What is written? This is how I love to say it. What is written is superior to what is happening. When you see narratives, tell yourself, if I go by what is written, I will get a different result. Even if they say all the men out there are unfaithful, they're useless, what is written is that God will bless me with my own mate that is suitable for me, the way He did for Adam. It's not good that man should be alone. I will give him a helper that is suitable and comparable to him. And I can stand on that. None shall lack their mate. I can stand on that. I don't care what they're saying on Instagram, but this is my own truth. That is fact, but this is my truth. And I live by that, and that's how to live by faith. Because faith is only premised on the word of God, whether written or spoken. What God has told you and what you have seen in the word of God, the efficacy of faith is the seed of God's word. It's not popular culture or what is trending. Praise God.
0: Hallelujah. Please, let's put our
1: hands together for Piji. have you. All right, let's rise up on our faith, everyone. Praise God. Lift your two hands to Jesus today. Can I have somebody on the keyboard please. Glory be to Jesus. Father we thank you. Why don't you lift your hands to him and just bless him. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for your grace. 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 Um, I saw that be or anyone that can lead uh, this song. I just want us to sing it once or twice. Uh, maybe you may not even know the lyrics, uh, but I know that everybody's familiar with it now. Jaira, that's the song I want us to sing. Yeah. Yeah. More than enough. Lift your two hands to Him. Glory be to Jesus. And I will be content. Yes,
5: sing it to Him today. In every circumstance,
1: Lift your two hands to Him every
5: once
1: I don't know what you're trusting God for. I don't know what you are releasing your faith for this season. I don't know what your faith project is. But I need you to know that we serve a God that is more than enough. Always enough. More than enough. In every situation. And I wanted to lift your voice to him today. And tell him about that faith project. Tell him about that situation. Tell him about that place where you have been waiting for him. Because it's coming true for you this season. He's a God that is more than enough, always enough, and more than enough. Father, we bless your name. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Lord, we join our faith with everyone here today. With every situation, every circumstance. Something that needs to be restored. Something that that needs to come true. Something that's been delayed. Our healing is coming right now. Right now, right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. The God that's more than enough. We ask for fast track experiences right here, as we go into the month of August, let the heavens open, let the things that have been delayed be released, we break the hold of every limitation, we break the hold of every endurance, in the name of the Lord Jesus, every Prince of Persia, the Prince of the Devil over Lagos, the Prince of the Devil over Nigeria, the Prince of the Devil over the United Kingdom, over North America, wherever you are expecting anything from this season, in the name of Jesus we hold bound every contrary force and we declare right now that a God that is more than enough visits you this season in the name of the Lord Jesus we uh, we prophesy divine release of favor of grace your faith will not fail your faith will not fail in the name of the Lord Jesus Somebody say to God this morning, say, Father, my faith is on you this season. And I thank you because you are always faithful. Call him covenant keeper. Call him God that's more than enough. Call him way maker. Call him miracle worker. Because as you say it, you are going to see it. As you say it, you see it this season. Thank you, everlasting Father. Father, we bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Just, 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 just like, you know, that song says, I just feel like prophesying to somebody's life right now. Whatever makes you feel unworthy, that you're not qualified. I just need you to know that you're already chosen. Yeah yeah you're already chosen yeah and God is still in the business of forgiving his mercies are new every morning even if you have made any mistake or committed any blunder this season I just want you to know that you are already chosen and that there's forgiveness for sins right now and before I pray for anyone who may want to submit to Christ today I just want you to lift your hand everybody and say in the name of Jesus I know I'm already chosen. Say, the lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. Say, all things are working together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to His purpose. Say, I walk into the month of August and I experience open doors, I experience unusual access. Say, this new month, Grace is available, favor is available. Say doors are open unto me. Say my faith brings results. Say I walk in the realm of God where nothing is impossible. So I engage on unusual creativity and innovation, divine ideas that will promote me, and I will bring glory to God. Say this new month. I will not be stranded. Say, my mind is not barren. My mind will bring forth. So I'm productive, I'm fruitful, and I'm blessed. Say it again. Say, I'm productive, I'm fruitful, and I'm blessed. Say, I'm a blessing to everyone around me in this new month. Say, depression, anger, frustration. I have no place in my life. Say it one more time. When you say, depression, anger and frustration have no place in my life. Say in the month of August I'm making progress. I'm forging ahead. I'm representing Christ. I'm blessing people around me. Say solutions are available to me and I'm not stranded. In the name of Jesus. If you believe that, can you put your hands together for Jesus? Celebrate Him today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Before I take my seat, While you're still standing, I'd love to pray for anyone who may be saying, P.G., there's a gap between me and God. And I want to bridge that gap. Since your relationship is casual, I want to come into a covenant with God. Maybe you said a prayer before to give your life to Christ, but you know you haven't really followed through with it. Maybe you never said a prayer before. I wanted to just say this prayer with me today if you know that there's a gap, a huge gap between you and God. You may know him as a creator, but he wants you to know him as your father. Because he wants to be your father. And that's a process that requires a new birth. That's why we call it born again. Yeah. but Now God is my father. He's given birth to me through Christ. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart they said you shall be saved with all us bowed, can I see a show of hand anyone at all we're saying PG I want to submit my life to Christ or I want to rededicate my life to Christ I want to come into a covenant relationship with God I don't want to make it casual anymore I want to be sure that if Christ you come anytime he will be able to say "Well done, good and faithful servant I want to pray for you and all I ask is that you lift your right hand above your head just as a sign that you're praying with me and I'm going to lead you in the prayer I'm going to lead you in the prayer can I just ask that you lift your right hand above your head just to show that you're saying this prayer with me thank you, thank you for that hand thank you for that hand thank you, thank you for obeying God today just lift those hands up thank you, thank you, thank you thank you, thank you, thank you Thank you. God is bridging the gap yeah, so no one can come to me except I draw them and he's drawing you and pulling and tugging at the door of your heart right now and all you do is just a simple obedience of response just responding to him. So if your hand is up, I wanted to lift it well, and then you're gonna say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, I need a savior, I cannot save myself. Say today, I open up my heart to you, I receive you as my Lord. my personal savior forgive me my sins cleanse me from every unrighteousness i accept you today as my lord and my personal savior fill my heart with your spirit and give me a new beginning from this moment forward say father i commit everything in my life that seeks to hinder a relationship with you i receive your grace step out of them give me the boldness and the courage to walk out of anything that hinders a relationship with you thank you father for accepting me just the way i am in jesus name let me pray for you father i pray for everyone saying the prayer with me today and i ask in the name of jesus that you start a new work in their lives we break The hold of any spirit of infirmity. We break the hold of any limitation or hindrance. And we declare in the name of Jesus a new beginning for you from this moment forward. Holy Spirit, thank you for filling their heart. We ask that you walk in them to will and to do of God's good pleasure. Thank you, everlasting Father. We bless your name in Jesus' precious name. Can I hear you better? Amen? If you're blessed today, put your hands together, celebrate Jesus. Come on, somebody, let's do it a little better, and you may take your seat. Celebrate Jesus as you take your seat. If you just said a prayer with me, uh, ministers, put a card in your hand. Please, uh, 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 we we want you to fill that card with accurate information. Uh, The moment we shut down the service, they may want to have a moment with you. I want to beg of you to please oblige them. Don't rush away. We just want to be able to help in one way or the other put some materials in your hand and just just walk you through a process in an unintrusive manner uh, we respect your privacy but as a responsible church we believe in discipleship we believe that people should be helped uh, for their faith to gain traction in god so if you give us the opportunity we'd we'll love to do that and uh, uh, they, they would also want to pick up the card from you so we can have your contact and see how we can work with you to strengthen your faith. Praise God. So please, before you go, kindly oblige our ministers. And may the Lord bless and keep you, and make his face to shine upon you, and be gracious unto you, and guide you in all of your ways in this new month, in Jesus' precious name. Happy New Month, and c- welcome to August. <clears throat>
2: wasn't that amazing wow thank you so much pastor godman for the amazing amazing gist that you have given us today we have plenty of ammunition to use you know to just kind of mess with you in the future have you guys all taken notes of all what he said today be ready ever ready for him all right thank you so much pg and thank you day for sharing your god experience we appreciate you okay so i'm here to oh sorry This mask life, sometimes you just forget to take it off. All right, so offering time. Uh Uh-uh, people, I don't understand. Listen, you people just got paid, okay? Because this is like the first, yeah. So don't pretend like it's sleepy time. Offering time, thank you. God has been good to us, hasn't he? Eh? God has been good to us, hasn't he? Excellent. All right, so. Um, there's a couple of ways that we give at the Light Point Church. There's a slide behind me that's going to show all the different ways. You can also go to the POS machines at the back of the auditorium and give if you prefer that. If you would like to give cash, the ushers will pass the offering baskets. And we're going to take our declaration and prayer over the offering that's going to come up on the screen. Okay, so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring my tithe and offering today. In gratitude for all you do for me. And as an act of worship to you. As I give. I declare that I live a life of abundance. I live in great health, peace and joy. I do not lack anything good. Because you are my source. Your grace overflows to me causing me to have sufficiency in all things and to abound in good works I am a channel through which your blessings flow to the families of the earth every day of this week and in every way I am blessed and highly favored hallelujah amen 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 all right so thank you for giving um do we have any first-time guests in the house if we do can you please stand can you please stand if you're a first-time guest first-time guest first-time guest first-time guest Welcome, welcome to all our amazing first-time guests. Thank you for coming. Um, There are some lovely people by the door who are going to wave at you, who are currently waving at you. Can you please go with them? They are going to take you for a quick reception and answer any question that you might have about the church. So if you could please go with the lovely light pointers by the door that are waving. Thank you so much. Please take all your items with you as you go. Thank you. Thank you and welcome. Okay, so... Our service times are as follows. As you all know, we just started our evening service. Woo! So we now have our 10 a.m. service and our 5 p.m. service every Sunday. So if you can't make it at 10 a.m., please come at 5 p.m. And please remember to invite your friends, your coworkers, your colleagues, and everyone. All right, now we're going to say our closing charge, which is from Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. So let's rise as we say our closing charge. And it's going to go up on the screen. In a few seconds. All right. Let's go. go. Not in the seats of the scornful, for my delight. Have a prosperous week. God bless you. Thank you.
4: Let's sing our closing song together.
3: Here we go.